from Public Radio. Reality Check Live with Carrie Harrison. Smells like fish. Tastes like chocolate. Reality Check Live. And now, a tobacco industry health fact for today. Um, There's absolutely no research that shows calling a member of an outlaw motorcycle gang a bony-armed girly man has any uh, deleterious effect on your health at all. (laughs) As long as you're smoking a cigarette, (laughs) it makes you look tough. If you believe that one, then you should stick around for another health fact for today from the tobacco industry. Next, preventing truth decay. Truth decay. Reality check. Live. We've all heard of Caitlyn Jenner and the Kardashians, but what happens when she's actually confronted? We'll talk to the woman brave enough to do it, who's also become a national sought-after superstar. And if you're a Republican, how do you talk to a Democrat? And a Democrat, how do you talk to a Republican? Communication during this modern civil war. It's next. Reality Check Live. We have taken over your radio. We are now in control. We can crank up your radio's volume, or we can turn it down so low that you can barely hear it. Then we can turn it back up and mess around with the bass level. Or we can crank up the trouble. We can blow out your left speaker. Oh, my God. We can even make your radio sound like a broken CDDDDD. We are in total charge. We are in complete control. We are Reality Check Live. Carrie Harrison with you. This is Reality Check Live, realitychecklive.org. You can follow us also on social media at Reality Check LV. LV is in live at Reality Check LV. And I want to introduce to you, not a stranger to many, but for some of you, depending where you live, you may not yet have had the pleasure to meet Ashley Marie Preston. Ashley Marie Preston is a transgender woman who is also an intelligent activist and uh, isn't just doing her own thing. She's out there fighting for people whom she will never meet, millions of them. And I'm just going to start with with one of the things that made you suddenly sort of well-known out of the box. We all know about Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> Oops. Uh, yeah. We've all seen that little thing. And you actually said something to Caitlyn Jenner, and it ended up on video that Caitlyn wasn't expecting, but it's what a lot of trans people are thinking. Um, well, there were a few things. I, I think that day I was actually caught off guard, so I didn't know that Caitlyn was going to be there. I was told that she wasn't. Um, but it was really just letting her know that you don't get to harm us and still hold space with us at the same time. I think that's what it all boiled down to. Um, I know TMZ also, uh, Harvey Levin tried to trip me up and, uh, pretty much phrased it like, so you're saying that you can't be trans and a Republican. And my response to that was, I'm not saying she can't. You can be whatever you want to be, but you don't get to insert yourself in the safe spaces that are designated by those harmed by your social and political efforts. So for people who may not fully understand, and we're going to get more deeply into what it's like to be trans and a trans person of color as well, which is an extra layer of interesting that a lot of people like Caitlin never Shall I just say, never has to deal with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting is one word, but I think intersectional best describes mm. it. So 
when you look at being a black trans woman, it's three different layers of vulnerability. Yeah. So being a woman makes you vulnerable in America. Being an African-American, as we see in the news with interactions with law enforcement, among other things, makes you vulnerable. Being a trans person, as we see, we have a trans day of remembrance uh, to remember all those murdered who've lost their lives to transphobia. So you combine the most three... Um, you combine the three most vulnerable identities in America into one, and you have a statistic that says the average African-American trans woman doesn't live to be 34 years old. If you're hearing this on the radio side, on public radio or on any of our NBC regional stations, you can see a video of this and, and see both of us talking. You can go to realitychecklive.org, realitychecklive.org to see this video, or you can also see it on our Facebook Live page. Um, we're talking to Ashley Marie Preston, and we're talking about what it's like to not only be a trans woman, but a trans person of color. And, you know, just so it doesn't sound like we're all complaining because we're not, just today, just today, Ashley, you went through probably 10 things. Just one of them would be enough to drive anybody nuts to prove this point. Um, it's just every day, really. Like, it's, I almost just full transparency cancel this because, um, it's just exhausting every single day having to navigate a world that's gendered. Um, there are so many binary barriers set up. Um, we're still in this antiquated mindset that in order to be valid or whole, you have to go on a shelf. You have to be male. You have to be female. You have to be authentic. You have to be real. And so what does real look like? Mm. And according to most people, real is based on what you're uh, born with in between your legs and not necessarily what's in between your ears. And so even... Under the LGBTQ umbrella, having to get people to understand that gender identity and sexual orientation are not the same thing. Gender identity is who I go to bed as, and sexual orientation is who I go to bed with. Ooh, well put. And so what we're finding is that trans people are constantly fighting for the same equity and opportunities that cis... Uh, normative people have, and for those Let, who don't, let's explain what that is. Yes, this normative just means that you that the gender you identify as yeah. is in alignment with the sex you were assigned at birth. So, if you were assigned male at birth and you identify as a man, that yeah. means you're cis normative. You're, um, and so what we have to go through is insane. Prime example: airport. When we go through the airport, many people don't know that as you walk through, they have to manually enter if a man or a woman is walking through the scanner. What happens is if your body does not match up with what they manually put in, you're flagged as an anomaly. And that means you get pulled to the side, they pat you down, which is typically your genitals, because what happens is that the machine says, wait, men don't have this mass." Are they hiding something? Breasts. So you've had trans men who have been asked to remove their binder in the airport to prove they're not hiding contraband. When you're a trans woman, the machine will say, wait, something's up there. Women don't have anything that's th- – th- they don't have a mass in that area. So they will quite literally grope your genitals in the airport. Some instances, people have been asked to strip down. So that, to me, those kind of experiences are a form of state-sponsored violence. It it is harassment and it is systemic abuse. And we're, trans people aren't new. We've been around for quite some time. In fact, 
they can trace the earliest accounts back to slavery even and the 1800s. And so it's one of those things where we find ourselves asking, is it that you can't be better about uh, supporting trans people or do you choose not to? That's no longer the question under the current administration because since um, our new president has taken office, he has done everything in his power to make it uncomfortable and unlivable uh, unlivable for trans people in America, starting with banning trans people. No, starting with bathrooms, trans children. We're not even talking about adults. They can say that we're perverts and we're deviants and we're all of these things, but children even? You can't say that about a child. The bathroom laws, the uh, banning trans people from the military. Just last week or a week and a half ago, he just rolled back the protections that President Obama put into place for trans people in prison that would prevent them from getting raped and harmed and, and essentially killed. And so... We have to navigate these microaggressions every I, single day. Oh boy, it, and they're not even macro. Uh, they're not even micro. They're macro. Yeah, at this they point. really are. And, and most of us can't wrap our heads. I'm just going to reintroduce you here. People getting out of cars every 15 minutes, going in and out from work. We're talking right now to Ashley Marie Preston. She is a trans woman. She is also a woman of color, because you can't see this, maybe. And she is happily and thankfully one of the great outspoken people who actually helps us to understand what the issue is. Otherwise, we leave it up to a five-second soundbite and we move along. But you're getting inside of what it's like every day to live like that. It's also interesting to note that all of us, every single human being starts female. We start female and then as the, you know, with with zygotes and blastocytes and all the rest of it, at some point you become male if you're going to end up male, male like me. Um, But I started female also. That's a very interesting thing and it is a fact of nature. It's indisputable. John Wayne started as a girl. Well, they've also – discovered that the brain has an entirely different sex than the actual um the the the, the sex that's assigned based the on sex genitalia. Organs. Yeah, yeah, sex organs. Yeah. And so once they found that that you can have male sex organs and a female brain, that definitely changed the conversation and it helped um understand a little bit what some of the struggle would be. But at the end of the day, we deserve equal access. And there are so many examples within society of how we're limited based on who we are. Prime example, I made the choice to go get a passport because I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling. um, And I was excited about it. Like, this is going to be fantastic. Um, I've had my name changed several years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, my ID says female. Um, my name's legally been changed. My birth certificate, my name's legally been changed to Ashley Marie Preston. However, I didn't get around to changing the sex on the birth certificate. Oh. And so I knew that this was going to be an issue. And I actually told the people at the post office, like, here's the deal. Here's the situation. Can you, I'm a trans woman. Can you make a notation? They made the notation What happened is I got a rejection letter. And unfortunately, at this time, we cannot process because. And instead of just saving it all for one letter to say, here are the different things that we need from you, they itemized each each thing that disqualified me in a different letter. And to a trans person... Every time you open the mailbox and see, unfortunately, 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 it's like a blade going in and out of your side 
back and forth, in, out, in, out. It's like being stabbed a thousand times. I'm going to speculate here. Um, I'm guessing that people don't believe what you know is true. They don't believe that you're actually uh, a woman that was born in a man's body. They, Not even born in a man's body. Even that, man, no one's born a man. You're assigned male. Like, man is a gender, it's a part of a social construct, gender okay. identity. Like, man, yeah, woman, yeah. it's not real. Yeah. You know, it's just how we're socialized. And so, um, being, it, it's, I don't like the idea of having to, I've been who I am for years. And I had to have a doctor write me a note saying it is in my, it's my medical estimate that Ashley Marie Preston identifies as this, this, and that. So it's like, why do I need someone else to determine who I am when I'm telling you who I am? And I have been living this way for a while. And to be honest with you, I think it's just another example of one of the many egregious ways that this administration has attacked trans people. We are saying like, oh, trans people are under attack. We've been under attack. And unfortunately, some of the trans people who have these platforms are not speaking up about these experiences because we're trying to keep it tidy and make it look neat. And even other LGBTQ people in media who have the capacity to amplify our voices and give us space to talk about these wounds, they're not doing it because in many cases they're the token gay or the token lesbian and they don't want to go into these cis-normative spaces and disrupt the peace that they think that they have or the belonging, sense of belonging that they have for us. So then we have to ask ourselves, what is pride? When we enter in Pride Month and we talk about community and unity and, 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 and how connected we are, Do we really mean that? When we say LGBTQ, do we mean LGBTQ or do we mean cis gay white men? We mean gay white men. Yes. And I (laughs) wish that at least if we could say that, then it would make sense. I'm saying it. And and we can move forward. Yeah, that's easy. But what's happening is there's a lot of gaslighting that happens. And so when you talk about um, racial disparity under the LGBTQ umbrella – you're oh you're just race baiting mm-hmm. or you're just doing this or you're just doing that and it reminds me of this quote by Zora Neale Hurston and I can't remember it verbatim but she was talking about the importance of talking about your pain because otherwise they'll kill you and say you enjoyed it ooh and it's one right. of those so we need to start expressing our pain because what happens is that would-be allies have no idea what we're talking about if we just say trans people have it hard. We need to spell it out. We get molested every time just about we go to the airport. We get humiliated every time we go into a federal building. We're afraid to access medical services because we're othered and we're called by the wrong pronouns. We're called by the wrong names. And to be honest with you, gender in society has no place other than the healthcare or medical field. I'm going to support what you're saying here. Uh, And just reset for people who are jumping in out of their cars as they do more reality check live straight ahead news reality check recap for reality check live i'm mercy malik and this is your american minute Despite seemingly optimistic U.S. unemployment rates, a recent study conducted by the United Way indicates that a full 43% of American households do not generate income sufficient to cover necessary living expenses. CNN reports that a sample minimum survival budget for a family of four in many areas of the U.S. would require full-time employment
women in a position paying at least $40 per hour. Yet 66% of jobs available to Americans currently pay less than $20 hourly wage. Newsweek reported last year's median U.S. household income as $59,000. Yet U.S. House Republicans infamously claimed in the same year that low- and middle-income Americans included those making up to $450,000 per year, a sum which actually lands individuals in the top 0.5% of U.S. earners. And now for your Science Minute. If you are one of those people who cling to the idea that there are inherent differences between any groups of people, including men and women, or any racial designation, science would beg to differ. Live Science reports that a recent study of human mitochondrial DNA indicates that the genetic difference between any two humans is no greater than that between any two pigeons. Yep. Dr. Mark Stokel co-authored the study, summarized, quote, culture, life experience, and other things can make people very different, but in terms of basic biology, we are like the birds, end quote. The report was the culmination of 15 years of research on over 100,000 animal species, including humans, and identified the typical variants within any given species as only one out of 1,000 components comprising a DNA sequence. For Reality Check Live, I'm Mercy Malik. Recap Reality Live. Hi everyone, Carrie Harrison here. I want to give you a quick heads up on the 10-day miracle, 10daymiracle.com. I just lost 11 pounds in 10 days. It was so easy, and as you could tell, I am full of energy and feeling great. You can learn more by going to 10daymiracle.com. That's either T-E-N or the number 10, 10daymiracle.com, 10daymiracle.com, or text THIN to 518-50-GREEN, 518-50-GREEN. Text THIN to 518-50-GREEN, 518 50 green or 10daymiracle.com. Preventing truth decay. Truth decay. Reality check live. We're talking right now to Ashley Marie Preston. She is a trans woman, a person of color trans woman with many, many layers of what she has to deal with on a daily basis. Uh, the kind of conflicts that you might in one year uh, for some various reason. This is the everyday scenario. Uh, Carrie Harrison with you, by the way. You can follow us and tweet us right now and let us know your thoughts on this at Reality Check Live, at Reality Check LV for live, at Reality Check LV. And we'd love to know your thoughts on this. There are two things come to mind for me. One, it's a First Amendment issue also. If you declare that you are something, it is your right by the Constitution to self-define and it must be supported un- unless it violates me and it does not violate me too. We know from a study that was done uh, in Tokyo uh, at the University of Cambridge, and I think UCLA was a participant, and this was back in 2003, I'm thinking. It was a big BBC story. It got no airtime, no airtime in the U.S. What was it? They literally changed the sexual orientation of a fruit fly five times in one hour. They made it heterosexual. They made it homosexual. Hetero, homo, by raising and lowering the temperature and found absolutely that it is a biological imperative. It's not like a bad choice that somebody makes on a Thursday. It's real. It is real. Because you didn't wake up on a Thursday and go, (gasps) I think today. No. No, I actually started developing breast at nine years old and I wasn't even overweight at that point. My 
family, I'm not going to put my family's medical business out there, but I have family um, who can't have children, who can't, there's a huge hormonal thing going on. And even if it weren't, we're not asking for anyone to subscribe to our lifestyle, Mm. our values. All we're asking is for equal access. We're not asking for special privileges. We're not asking to be treated like we're just asking to be treated like anyone else would be treated. And what happens is that when we refuse to overhaul an outdated system that oppresses trans and LGBTQ people all across the board, we need to take a look at it and we need to to improve it. There's no reason why I should try to access a passport and feel as if I'm applying for citizenship or undergoing like that, that, that's or a potential terrorist where they have yeah. to pat you down and yeah. feel your, yeah. well, even that, that is just, and that's every, usually I'm actually, I'm lucky actually, because even as a black trans woman, I do have some privilege. I have to outline that my family didn't reject me. Um, I also, to some, would be considered uh, cis-passing, meaning like when I walk down the street, especially with no makeup, actually probably more so with no makeup, people don't always know that I'm trans. And we're going to define that because, again, um, cis, like cisgender, and that's spelled C-I-S. Yes. It means that you identify with the genitalia that you were born with. So So basically, if they assign you male at birth and you identify as a man, it's in alignment with your assignment at birth. So that's Cis passing would mean that 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 people would look at me and they say, and "Look, that I check. was born female." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That I was assigned female at birth. That's right. And so, knowing that, I could only imagine. These are just some of the things I go through. I could only imagine what it must be like for someone that's more visibly trans. And so, there are just so many areas within society that. We've made it clear that anyone who doesn't adhere to the binary, they're not valid and they're not valued and they're not welcome. And so the more we continue to gender bathrooms and we continue to gender, you know, uh, focus on gender and and appointments and uh, county buildings and sports and all of these different things, it really makes it difficult because what happens is that they literally marginalize us until we fall off the face of the planet, until we cease to exist. And I believe that that is the objective when we continue to marginalize trans and gender nonconforming people and not have the conversation. You nailed it. I mean, you, you actually got to my next question is, what do you think the the point is? And it reminds me when we Zeus, the god of all gods, ancient Greece, from Zeus, we get the word Deus, D-E-U-S, which if you're a Christian, you know that, um, at Deuteronomy, uh, all the other things come from Zeus. Zeus is the beginning of all gods that we know of in human history. His son or offspring was Ganymede, simultaneously male and female, both male and female, full-on hermaphrodite, toughest bastard you ever saw. Um, Athena, a lesbian, after which Athens, Greece. Athena kicked Poseidon, Poseidon, the god of the seas, of the oceans, the most powerful guy with the trident. Athena, Athena the lesbian, kicked his ass. Odysseus got back in ancient Homeric literature, and so they named the capital Athena after her. So throughout history, always have been heralded. The greatest, Alexander the Great, um, conquered most of the known world. Hadrian, the emperor of, of Rome, for 50 years built the first ever libraries that ever existed, brought the arts into the Roman culture. And then in front of Zeus's gate, Zeus's temple in Athens, Greece, is what's known as Hadrian's gate to his boyfriend Antonus. 
and it is not controversial. So it's always been known and accepted until politics and religion come into the game. And so we wonder, what is it that our president and his administration, what is it that's so terrifying about you? Or what is the thing here? Like, what is it? Like, if I saw asparagus and pulled out a ball-peen hammer and started smashing the asparagus, even an armchair psychologist would say, this guy's got a problem with asparagus, personal one. Otherwise, he wouldn't know that it's asparagus and wouldn't care. What is this? What do you think? I think it's several things at one time. One is that we live in a society that hypersexualizes women and trans and gender nonconforming people all combined. Um, we're all viewed through the male hetero lens. Yeah. And so it's like, what we can do, are we reproducing? Are we uh, servicing sexually? Are mm. we... And so the thing is that when you hypersexual, uh, hypersexualize trans women and you make our identity something that's uh, perverted, dirty, or shameful, it it creates this stigma. I think also we live in a society in which trans amorous men aren't safe to express... Let's see what that means. Trans amorous, it means that men who are attracted to uh, trans women. Yeah. And we live in a society that does not necessarily nurture that. And so what happens is that that these men don't want to undergo the same abuse and discrimination and scrutiny that we undergo, so they hide. And Back in the closet. Right. Down and low. so what happens is that then, once again, it's reinforced that we're not worthy of love. We're not worthy of um, of just being a part of. We should, we're not worthy of being claimed. All of those, like, things. Mm. And I think that... At the end of the day, nobody cares who you like or what you like, but it should not affect someone else's life. It just should not affect someone else's life. And to be honest, I am, I don't even understand how we're having this conversation with adults, especially when we're looking at Gen Z, who I think I read something that said 53% of Gen Z will not identify as, as cis heteronormative. That's right. So you have Generation these young Z. kids who yeah. are like, yes, I'm I'm a, I'm assigned male at birth and I'm attracted to girls, but I don't necessarily know that I would define myself as this like a traditional idea of masculinity or or maleness. And prime example, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith's son, yes, Jaden, yeah, he is the perfect example of what <laughs> it looks like when we refuse to. Um, adhere to binary roles, yeah. to these ideas of what it means to be a man or a boy or a girl or a woman. And so we just need to get to a place where we allow people to exist, no matter what that looks like. If we're not harming another person, our expression or identity should not harm you. And if it does, it's an opportunity for you to go within and really analyze it and address the issues that you're dealing with, because we are tired of being projected upon. That's what it's about. We don't have a problem with our identity. It's society that yeah, has the problem with who absolutely. we are. Uh, we're ending up this segment here, but I just want to reintroduce you. We're talking to Ashley Marie Preston. Ashley Marie Preston is a transgender woman, also a woman of color, who uh, is 
fantastically outspoken and in such a way that we can all absolutely relate because you may not have a trans thing, but you have something that's kind of like it yourself that maybe you have to try to hide or try to deal with all the time. So relate to the the situations that she goes through and understand this is all of us she's talking about. And also, I want to underscore this. I'm not just a trans woman. I am a writer. Mm. I am an author. I am a friend. I am a daughter. I I am I, I am so many things. Yeah. And what happens is that when society forgets that we're husbands, that we're wives, that we're fathers, that we're mothers, we're teachers, we're all of these amazing things, it actually removes the humanity from who we are. And so when people say hateful things and discriminate and kill us and harm us and abuse us, it doesn't seem like that much of a bad thing because they're not real people. And so when we start calling trans people what they are and not or who they are and not what they are, it opens up people's eyes and it makes them think about things different. It kind of engages their empathy. What can we do to help you? What we can do is we can create more space for trans people to uh, speak their truth. We can also educate our, our, our children, which we're starting to do. I know Jessica Herthel is a friend of mine and co-author of Jazz Jennings' book, and they've been going on these tours where they're reading um, I Am Jazz, which is written for children, that helps them understand that there are going to maybe be interesting children in their class who are different, and what does that really mean, and how should I respond to that? I believe that the children are the future, and I don't mean that in a cheesy 80s album cover kind of way. <laughs> I mean that as in and they really are the future. Yeah. And my hope is that years from now, that people can love who they want to love, dress how they want to dress, express themselves how they want to express themselves, but still have the same equal access as anyone else. I want you to adopt me. You are awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, Ashley Marie Preston. Thank you for Where me. do we follow you? You can follow me on Instagram at Ashley Marie Preston. That's Ashley with two E's, no Y. You can also follow me on Twitter, Ashley, A S H L E E M Preston. And you can follow me on Facebook, Ashley Marie Preston. My profile's public. So. And you can go to realitychecklive.org. You're going to get a copy of this podcast on every major streaming service. We're on a variety of FMs and AMs, public radio stations, NBC regional stations. You'll be able to hear this again and again. Please share it because her voice is important. Harris with you. This is Reality Check Live. More to come. Reality Check Live with Carrie Harrison. Is this commercial annoying? Good. How about now? Good. You still annoyed? Good. How about now? Good. At Verizon Wireless, we go to extremes to make sure our new ad campaign is as tedious as possible. Had enough of me doing this? Good. How about now? Good. Want to shove this phone down my throat? Good. At Verizon Wireless, we won't rest until every human on Earth wants to throw a brick through the TV screen when this horrible commercial comes on. Still want to beat the crap out of me? Good. Want to set me on fire now? Good. How about now? Good. Want to gouge out my eyes with an ice pick? Good. Verizon Wireless. We're hoping you're dumb enough to buy something from a company responsible for an ad like this. Still hate me? Good. You hate this commercial? Good. How about now? Good. Want to see me impaled now? Good. This is Reality Check Live. In HD. Carrie Harrison with you. This is Reality Check Live, realitychecklive.org. 
I'm going to share with you something extraordinary today, and we're going to talk about most ailments you have that are mind, body, diet related, and that includes weight, depression, the whole soup cat and pizzas, and I mean that literally, that are causing problems. If you have high cholesterol, uh, if you're emotionally upset, if you just you ache and all kinds of things are going on, we have found, and it is not a secret, we have found that diet plays a key role in that. I want to introduce to you Jeremy Frage. He is a natural health advocate, and he's passionate about natural living, internal purification, internal detoxification, and plant-powered nutrition. What does that mean? Well, he has this extraordinary mixture, and you see I'm holding, and if you're listening on radio, I'm holding a shaker with this beautiful green potion in it because I'm actually doing this myself. And I have to say I love it, Jeremy, the 10-day transformation that's in this little bottle along with other things. And the 10-day transformation, tell me about what is it going to do for me? Real quick, what's in the bottle, I like to call that liquid sunshine, Mm. you know, because it's literally what it is. It's living, super concentrated plant nutrients, you know, grown in the most pristine conditions and harvested in in the most beautiful way. And the 10-day transformation, well, you're basically flooding your body with whole plant-based nutrition, also known as superfoods. You might have heard that before. And... By flooding your body, you're nourishing your cells, you're detoxifying your cells, and these two things are the keys to thriving vitality, to healing yourself. It's not that this is going to heal that or this is going to heal this. It's that you are supporting your body with nutrition and detoxification. And when you do this with a, a strategic formula and a program, in 10 days, you literally experience a transformation. It's a transformation because you cleanse, you detox, you reboot your metabolism, you burn fat, and surprisingly, you build muscle at the same time. So that's which, why we call which, it. Yeah, you, and you're not supposed to go to the gym during this because it's not an exercise regimen. 10daymiracle.com. 10daymiracle.com. And that's the number 10, 10daymiracle.com. And what this is is an extraordinary – Uh, regimen, if you will. Now, regimen sounds like it's harsh. It's not. It's fun. And here's the thing. I'm on day two of this, and I know I'm supposed to be hungry. I'm not. I thought I was, uh, wait, why? You know, I have to cut down on coffee and give up all of this stuff. The the amino acids that come with this and these other uh, capsules and, and this really easy and delicious, by the way, I'm using coconut water awesome. in my in my power shake here, 10daymiracle.com, is that I am not hungry. I'm You said that I wouldn't be hungry. And I'm like, oh, please. And it's true. I'm like, I have more energy. I've had no coffee today. I could climb the Matterhorn. I think you can hear by the energy in my voice. I could, you can't manufacture this kind of ebullience, if you will. And you're a guy who's only 27 and yet you're doing this for everyone else because you realize that the future, you're stuck on this planet for another 30 years or 60 years, 70 years Mm -hmm. and that you need to have a body that actually works given all the food supply and the GMOs and the poisons in the food and everything else and everyone's overweight and, and we all have cholesterol problems. And all of that, all of that can be reversed with this 10-day transformation, 10daymiracle.com. And between you and me, I'll be here for the at least the next 90 years. You know, I'm pushing 120. And so, you know, your, your cells are just are just vitalized right now. Yeah. You know, they're 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 loving you for providing them with the proper nutrition. And the reason why you're not hungry is because 
nutritionally, you are completely satiated. You're completely satisfied with nutrition. And so the only thing is that the body needs is looking for calories. So the amino acid protein that we get protects your muscles where it would normally you know, take your muscles. And, you, and most people lose muscle mass when they do a detox or a fast or a cleanse, but ours is different. It puts your body on an, in an anabolic state, which means there's no muscle wasting. And so what, what's there left to do is to burn any excess fat that you do have. And that's, that's the natural side effect of flooding your body with nutrients. Jeremy Fradge is with us right now. We're talking about the 10-day transformation. I'm going to give out a phone number, too, so you can check it out yourself. 518-50-GREEN. 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 They could call or they could text the word transformation. Just text the word transformation to 518-50-GREEN. You can check it out yourself or go to the website 10daymiracle.com. And we're talking about a full body transformation. If your cholesterol is too high, if you're depressed, if you have aches and pains, this isn't a guarantee, but we know that what goes into your body becomes your body. And if you're eating, you know, processed food and the rest of it, it has real effects. Look at people who are 100 years old that we find they're living in, in areas of the world. All of them are thin. You will never see an obese 100-year-old. It doesn't happen. You won't even 